This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Paradise in ruin. Hawaii races for a long recovery after deadly wildfires destroy homes and lives. We are here during a time of grieving and loss. What's next for the island? Hawaii Senator Maisie Hirono joins me live next. And a year of trials? Donald Trump could soon face a fourth indictment. I did nothing wrong. And now President Biden's son may go to trial himself. It is in the public interest to appoint a special counsel. Will legal troubles dominate this election? Oversight Committee Democrat Dan Goldman joins me to discuss ahead. Plus, crunch time. It's political season at the Iowa State Fair. Give careful consideration to the choice that you will make. But with the debate in less than two weeks... The GOP should be a party that appreciates a competition of ideas. Who will be on stage? Republican presidential candidate Will Hurd joins me in moments. Hello, I'm Jake Tapper in Washington, where the state of our union is in shock. The fire that swept through Maui this week is now the deadliest U.S. wildfire in more than 100 years, officials said last night, with at least 93 people dead, and that figure is tragically expected to only grow. As emergency workers uncover more scenes of horror, lines of abandoned charred cars that trace the fury of the flames, fanned by the winds of a hurricane hundreds of miles away, Homes reduced to ash as people ran for their lives, some of them running into the sea, where some floated for hours battling fumes and watching their city burn. The ocean off Lahaina, Hawaii, will also need to be dredged for bodies, one leader said. And as those who recover asked desperately for help and information, top officials say they are still battling dangerous circumstances on the ground and pledged to get Hawaii all the resources it needs to recover and to investigate why the island of Maui was not more prepared for this disaster. Joining us now live from Hawaii, Senator Maisie Hirono, a Democrat who spent yesterday surveying the damage on the island of Maui with the governor and the director of FEMA. Senator, thank you so much for joining us. I'm so sorry it's under these tragic circumstances. You toured the devastation firsthand yesterday. What did you see and what did you hear from people on the ground? The entire historic town of Lahaina burned to the ground. And uh, the the images of uh, cars totally uh, in, uh, they have been demolished. And and we saw a group of cars near the ocean and it's quite clear that the the occupants of those cars probably fled into the ocean. And I was told that at least 12 people were rescued from the ocean in that location. But to see all of these charred, totally demolished cars. But the, the scenes of devastations uh, will stay with me. And that is why uh, the, I really thank the president for declaring an emergency declaration within hours of being asked to do that by the state of Hawaii. And uh, I was there with uh, the family of federal agencies, including 
the, the administrator of FEMA, SBA, U.S. Fire, um, and the, the 150 FEMA people are there. They brought in, sadly, cadaver dogs to continue the search. What is it like for you on, on, a, on a personal level and on an emotional level to see this kind of horrific destruction and loss of life in, in your beloved home state? Many of us have uh, stayed in Lahaina. I did too, and it is an iconic uh, town. And so many people uh, went there because it's very, very historic. It was the seat of the monarchy, the capital of the monarchy, and there were many historic buildings, including, uh, I have to say, this massive banyan tree, 150 years old, the oldest banyan tree in the country. And uh, it is um, my hope is that it is uh, it will be restored, but. You know, very importantly, yes, as I said yesterday, we are in a period of, of mourning and loss as we search for more people who are still unaccounted for. Some of them have been found in the shelters. I visited one with uh, some 400 residents uh, sleeping on cots, and we are going to need to provide them with short-term and long-term housing. But we are all there on uh, loss to do that. Ordinary uh, Hawaii residents have been mobilizing to support the victims of these fires. And as you note, uh, FEMA is there and other government agencies. My colleague Bill Weir uh, is reporting from uh, Maui, and he's hearing from people there uh, who are still desperate uh, for more help from the government. People who are wondering, where's the Navy? Where's the Army? Why isn't the military flooding into the region? Where are the hospital ships, etc.? Are, are you satisfied that everything possible is being done to ensure these Hawaiians are getting all the help that they need from the government? I can understand why there is frustration because, as I say, we are in a period of shock and loss. Uh, from what I can see, the government agencies are there. They are going to set up uh, areas where people can come and get their driver's license, re- restored, all of those kinds of things. But yes, they are going to need a lot of help. And from what I saw, uh, they, there is a, a pledge. The, the President Biden called me directly to pledge his support because we know that recovery will be long and the resources will be necessary. I have also heard from my, my Senate colleagues, uh, Chuck Schumer and others, pledging their support. Recovery will be uh, take a lot of resources. And, and the, the focus right now is truly on the recovery, there are still people who are unaccounted for. They need to be identified. There is a call for people to come in to provide DNA. Uh, so we are in the, the, the still, I would say, the initial phases, but we're going to do everything we can to provide the kind of support that people will need. We're also hearing from Hawaiians questions about how this could have happened. Um, there was a statewide assessment released last year mm-hmm. saying that the threat to Hawaii residents from wildfires was low. A 2021 Maui report on wildfire prevention efforts found that the county fire department had no actual plan for preventing fires. And then I'm sure, as you've heard personally, many Maui residents say they didn't receive any official warnings before it was too late. And state officials are acknowledging that none of the 80 warning sirens on Maui were ever activated. Why do you think officials were so unprepared for this? I'm not going to make any excuses for this tragedy, but the Attorney General has launched a review of what happened with those sirens and some of the other actions that were taken. So that is happening. And uh, there will be uh, time enough, I would say, for those kinds of uh, reviews and investigations, too. 
occur, but we are really focused as far as I'm concerned on the need for rescue and, um, well, the, the location of, uh, we know, sadly, more bodies. And as I talk with the people who are at the, this large uh, uh, place where the residents were, that, yes, we're going to need to provide a lot of support. And that is why I'm asking for, and, and, and I expect to receive bipartisan support for additional funds that will enable us to recover. That, that recovery is going to take time. It is not going to be uh, overnight by any means. It will take years. This is an entire town that has burned to the ground. Some 11,000 residents live there, and uh, the tourists who were there, thousands, were uh, evacuated to Oahu mainly, and the airlines really stepped up to lower their, their uh, fees. and. Uh, uh, the hotels have also stepped up to provide lodging for our visitors. So I, I think that um, we are doing a lot in order to uh, provide the kind of support we need uh, to, pro to be providing, but there will always be the, the call for more. And my hope and expectation is that all of that will come. Experts warn that, that extreme disasters such as this one are only becoming more common because climate change is fueling mm -hmm. stronger storms, hotter temperatures, yes. more widespread droughts. And earlier this week, President Biden incorrectly claimed he had already declared a climate emergency, which would give him additional powers to combat the climate crisis. Given what you're seeing on the ground, do you want President Biden to actually declare a climate emergency? I think that we, uh, we very, very much need to acknowledge uh, that climate change is upon us. There are whole states, by the way, Jake, where you can't even the, you use the words climate change because they still have a hit in the sand attitude. But for example, the Inflation Reduction Act provided some $300 billion to combat climate change and, and to uh, move us away from continuing reliance on fossil fuels. Yes, there is more that needs to be done and there will be lessons learned from uh, the, this ongoing tragedy for the other counties as well as the county of Maui. Clearly, wildfires is an occurrence in Hawaii. People don't realize that, uh, that, that acres are burned in Hawaii as in so many other states. And in terms of the percentage of acreage burned, uh, Hawaii is on a par with other states. There is not enough uh, recognition that we are going to need to combat uh, these kinds of wildfires. We have situations where the tremendously high winds that were attendant to Hurricane Dora just uh, resulted in these flames just leaping and, and spreading in, uh, in just, uh, just, I can't even tell you how fast the flame spread. So we need to be uh, assessing uh, our ability to contend with these kinds of uh, natural occurring disasters, which we are seeing more of, and, uh, and the frequency and the, the damage that is done. Clearly, this is happening all across the, the world. Yeah. Senator uh, Maisie Hirono, uh, we thank you for your time uh, and uh, our thoughts and prayers thank you. go out to the, to the people of Hawaii uh, this morning. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. And for those of you, you at home looking for ways to help Hawaii wildfire victims, you can head to CNN.com slash impact, CNN.com slash impact, where we have a list of vetted resources. Or you can donate by texting the word Hawaii, H-A-W-A-I-I, to 707070, 707070. 
Coming up next, shocking new evidence in Georgia's election interference probe. We're going to talk to Donald Trump, one of Donald Trump's rivals in the presidential race about it next. And a potential Hunter Biden trial in the middle of his dad's campaign. Oversight Committee Democrat Dan Goldman joins us ahead. Welcome back to State of the Union. I'm Jake Tapper. Some shocking news just in this morning being broken by CNN's Zach Cohen and Sarah Murray in Georgia's election interference probe. Prosecutors tell CNN that they can connect, or sources tell CNN, that prosecutors can connect a 2021 voting system breach to the top levels of Donald Trump's inner circle. Sources tell CNN that Atlanta prosecutors have text messages and emails that directly connect members of Trump's legal team to the 2021 breach of a voting system in Georgia's Coffee County. This comes as a grand jury presentation in Georgia is expected to start as soon as tomorrow, and that could potentially result in a fourth indictment for Donald Trump. Republican presidential candidate Will Hurd, former uh, Texas congressman, joins us now. Thanks so much for being here. appreciate it. So what is your response? Prosecutors say, according to our sources, that they have evidence that the Trump team was involved in this breach of election uh, equipment? Well, as someone who's helped, I've built, uh, helped build cybersecurity companies, I, I think this is an example of how this is not about the First Amendment. This is about a, a president trying to overturn an election and creating a, a conspiracy. Um, this, this kind of infrastructure is considered critical infrastructure, and it's supposed to be defended. The Trump team tried to get access in other places, and they went through the legal process, and courts gave access to some of the information. In this case, they weren't getting it, so they tried to take it themselves. And to me, it's an, it's an indication of how fragile our election system is and how Donald Trump's efforts um, were making us increase our lack of trust in, in our systems. And one more example of why Donald Trump is running for president is because he's trying to stay out of jail because as more of this information um, comes out and as the American people recognizes uh, the extent of his baggage, um, they're, they're getting sick and tired of it. Well, do polls indicate that Republicans are, though? Because all the polls mm-hmm. I've seen suggest that uh, most Republicans believe this lie about the election that has been fed to them yeah. by not only Donald Trump, but Fox and sure. other right-wing media and other people on Capitol Hill. Um, who are lying about the election being stolen when obviously we know that's not the case. These are the same pollsters that thought issue one in, in Ohio was going, to, was going to pass, and it ended up getting crushed by 18%. These are the same people that in 2022 said Kevin McCarthy was going to have a 40-plus majority in the House, and it ended up in five. Um, here's the reality. When I crisscross the state, uh, whether I'm in New Hampshire, Iowa, Texas, California, uh, Alabama, people come up to me and they say, hey, you're right, he is running to stay out of, out of prison. So I'm not questioning his front-runner status. But what I am saying is that many people don't want to see Donald Trump or Joe Biden uh, be the nominees. And people are looking for something different. And guess what? If they want to have these things happen and and if those people want to see something different, I need them to go to herdforamerica.com, help me get on the debate stage so we can talk about these things. And all I need is $1 a donation to make sure I hit those thresholds. So in order to get on that debate stage in two weeks, you need to hit a polling threshold. Mm Uh, you need to hit a donor threshold, 40,000 donors, uh, and you need to sign the pledge, the RNC debate pledge. 
um, you think that you're going to hit the first two, right? The polling and the donor threshold? That, that, that's correct. That's correct. I'm, 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 I'm hoping that at the end of this conversation, I can say, you know, all of, all of uh, Jake Tapper's friends watching TV helped, put me over the, helped me put over that 40,000 uh, threshold by going to herdforamerica.com. Um, but, but look, Jake, I've said it before. Uh, I'm not going to lie to get access to a microphone. Um, I've never signed a, a contract without making amendments to it. And, and unfortunately, you know, for, since 2015, I've been one of the only person in this race um, that has been critical of Donald Trump and talked about how he's a, he's a national security threat. And so my goal is to hit all those requirements and force the conversation. Oh, and guess what? Donald Trump hasn't even agreed to sign uh, the debate pledge. Donald Trump hasn't even agreed to show up to the debate. And it was Donald Trump and his team that got the RNC to put this loyalty oath because he wanted all the other candidates uh, to bend a knee to him. I won't do that. Um, I'm going to be, I've been honest about that. Um, but again, we're working hard to hit those other requirements. Yeah, just, uh, and just to be clear, the pledge uh, says that uh, whoever, if you participate in the debate, you will support whoever the nominee mm-hmm. is. And, and, and you're right, Donald Trump said, uh, I think just yesterday, uh, or maybe the day before, uh, that, he's, that he, there are like three or four people that he would never support. So he's expressed yeah. uh, skepticism. But that does suggest, though, that Donald Trump, who has already said he might not be at the debate anyway, but that you won't be on the debate stage. And is that a campaign ender for you? No, it, a, lot, a lot can happen in the next 10 days. And, and so I want to be able to force that conversation and, and see what happens. Um, and, and if Donald Trump doesn't participate, what is the RNC going to do? So there's a lot of variables um, at play here. My issue is not supporting the Republican nominee. My issue is I'm not going to support Donald Trump. Donald Trump is not running for president to make America great again. Donald Trump is running to president to stay out of prison. Would you vote and, for President Biden over President Trump? Um, look, my goal is to be vote for myself, and that's my plan, and that's plan A, and that's what I'm focused on. I want to ask about Hunter Biden because a lot of Republicans, including former House colleagues of yours and some of your 2024 rivals, are blasting mm-hmm. uh, Attorney General Merrick Garland's appointment of the special counsel, um, David Weiss, in the Hunter Biden probe. Uh, they claim it's a, a cover-up to protect the Bidens, even though some of them had previously asked for yeah. Weiss to be, uh, get the special counsel uh, powers. Uh, w- what do you make of that, and what do you think of the appointment of the special counsel? Well, I think a special counsel should have been appointed in this case. The question on is this is the individual that looked like tried to negotiate a sweetheart deal uh, for Hunter Biden on those two other cases. So the question um, that, that most conservatives have, is he going to use the full uh, extent of his powers um, in order to prosecute this, or is this going to be an effort to shield information going to, to Congress? Yeah, but what do you think? Uh, look, look uh, time is going to tell. I, I've made it very clear that DOJ should show a level of transparency that they've never shown in their history because of the sensitivity of all these cases, whether it's the documents case and the January 6th case against Donald Trump, or it's, it's what's happening against, against Hunter Biden. Uh, there's a lack of trust in our institutions, and the only way you can repair trust is by showing a level of transparency. And that's what is called for in, in all of these cases. And again, I think the, the, the whistleblower that talked about um, Hunter Biden calling his father when he had, when he had um, clients on the line, here's the reality. Uh, it, the, the inner circle or the, the immediate family 
of a president should not be allowed to be lobbyists or consultants um, when, when, when their father or their, or their husband is the president of the United States. Yeah, I mean, this, that call, uh, just FYI, took place in 2017 mm-hmm. uh, when, uh, Biden, when, when Joe Biden was not in office. I, I, I want to ask you about uh, immigration because um, you're from, uh, you re- used to represent yeah. a border district. Um, and just on Thursday, a three-year-old child who was aboard a bus of asylum seekers uh, died. Um, the bus had been headed to Chicago from Texas as part of Texas Governor Greg Abbott's program, uh, sending uh, asylum seekers who had come into Texas to Democratic-run cities across the country. Obviously a horrible incident. Um, do you support what, what Governor Abbott is doing in, in shipping these migrants? And what about this little boy? Well, look, uh, any death is, is unacceptable, and, and, and we should all be saddened from it and try to prevent that from happening. But 100 people died just last month in Texas um, because of the inhumane policies. Right? We, we always focus on... Because the they open borders, quote-unquote. Because, because of open borders, because we're not stopping narco traffickers and the human smugglers, because we're not addressing root causes in places like the Northern Triangle. And so this, we should be upset about all of this. And 5.5 million people coming into the country illegally is, is unacceptable. Uh, uh, last year, there was a drowning case, uh, two drowning cases a couple of weeks ago. But last year, 141 people drowned in, in, the, Rio Grande, in the Rio Grande River, and, and nobody was talking about that. The policies of Joe Biden are the ones that are inhumane. He needs to start treating human smugglers like terrorist organizations. We also need to be addressing the fentanyl issue. I think fentanyl can, is a precursor element of a, of a weapon of mass destruction. Uh, we should be treating fentanyl with that level of, of focus. And we need to be working with our allies throughout Central and South America, something that Joe Biden has been incapable of doing. Oh, and by the way, Donald Trump was pretty terrible at that. So these are the, these are the things that we need to be doing. And, and also, these are the conversations we should be having. And this is why Americans are sick and tired of both Donald Trump and Joe Biden and all their legal ba- baggage because there's a lot more issues we should be addressing that we haven't had the chance to do. Congressman Wilher, always good to see you, sir. Thanks so much for being here in Mm -hmm. studio. Coming up next, the president's attorney general picks a special counsel to investigate Hunter Biden. What is that going to look like? House Oversight Committee Democrat Congressman Dan Goldman of New York will join me next. Welcome back to State of the Union. I'm Jake Tapper. A special counsel, an election year trial. I'm talking, of course, about Hunter Biden after the collapse of his plea talks with the Justice Department and the naming of his special counsel to investigate him. Joining me now is member of the House Oversight Committee, Democratic Congressman Dan Goldman of New York. Uh, Congressman Goldman, thanks so much for joining us. So Attorney General Garland said that he believed it was in the public interest to appoint U.S. Attorney David Weiss as special counsel overseeing the Hunter Biden probe. Do you agree? Is it in the public interest? Well, I I defer to the attorney general's uh, determination on this. What what we now know is that David Weiss, the Trump appointed U.S. attorney in Delaware, was right all along that he did have ultimate authority. And when he requested special counsel status um, because uh, the plea agreement has broken down and he may have to charge 
uh, Hunter Biden in outside of his own district, which he requires additional authority to do, he got it. And this is just another reflection of the true independence of this Department of Justice. A Trump-appointed U.S. attorney is investigating the president's son. That is pretty remarkable. And you don't hear from the other side a respect for the fact that Joe Biden has stayed out of this investigation. And so I, I defer to Merrick Garland and David Weiss. If Hunter Biden has committed crimes, he should be charged with them. I'm a Democrat saying that. You don't hear any currently elected Republicans saying that if Donald Trump committed crimes, he should be charged with them and held accountable. And that's a critical distinction that the public needs to understand. So House Republicans say, uh, and we kind of heard uh, Will, former Congressman Will Hurd say something similar just now, uh, hey, U.S. Attorney Weiss, he may be a Trump appointee, but he also is the one that signed off on this slap on the wrist, sweetheart deal, their words, not mine, uh, when it came to Hunter Biden uh, being charged with two misdemeanors in a diversion program instead of full felony uh, charges. Uh, therefore, Speaker McCarthy and other Republicans say uh, David Weiss can't be trusted to be the special counsel. What, what do you say to that? Well, no one knows what the evidence is. So when they say this is a sweetheart deal, they are blowing smoke because they have no idea. Um, and so this is, to my mind, having been a federal prosecutor for 10 years, not at all a sweetheart deal. This is something that is routinely treated in a civil way through civil uh, penalties, not criminally. And yet Hunter Biden was charged with crimes. This is a five-year investigation. They looked at everything. We know that from testimony in the Oversight Committee. They had foreign bank records. They had domestic bank records. They had hundreds of thousands of documents. And this is ultimately what they thought they could charge. Now, in the ordinary course, you would not give immunity for other conduct than what is charged. But this is not the ordinary course because you have a petty, vindictive bully running as the uh, pr for president on the Republican Party who will use revenge and uh, weaponize the Department of Justice to potentially charge Hunter Biden. So even though uh, I'm sure Hunter Biden has confidence that David Weiss will not charge him with additional crimes. They have no confidence that if Donald Trump wins, that he would uh, weaponize the Department of Justice to charge Hunter Biden, go back and charge him. And that's why this plea agreement has broken down, because of the threat of Donald Trump's weaponization of the Department of Justice if he were to become president. You said that President Biden has stayed out of that. I know you meant in terms of interfering with the Department of Justice, but I want to play something that the, the president said in an interview just a few months ago. My son's done nothing wrong. I trust him. I have faith in him. I understand this is a dad talking about his son, but it's also the president of the United States talking about a potential defendant in a case that his Justice Department is prosecuting. Also, he was about to plead guilty to some things that he did wrong. Does the president need to stop publicly saying his son did nothing wrong? Well, look, I think the president has been very clear that he's going to let the process play out. Um, what we do know is that through all of the investigations in Congress, uh, th there are, they're simply investigating a private citizen. Hunter Biden is not running for president. And Joe Biden is running for president, and yet, and he is the president, and yet, notwithstanding all of the time effort and all of the moving goalposts, 
There's no evidence connecting President Biden to any of his son's business dealings. And you can, you know, you can sing all you want and make all sorts of accusations. But the fact of the matter is that President Biden, uh, there's been no evidence to show that he's been involved in anything. And so Hunter Biden will be treated by the Department of Justice as he should be. But Congress needs to stop investigating a private citizen and uh, stop this fishing expedition to try to link President Biden to Hunter Biden's conduct when there is no evidence to support that. Well, I, 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 Devin Archer, Hunter Biden's business partner, told you in closed door testimony that Hunter would put his father on speakerphone uh, with while he was meeting with his business associates. Uh, and this happened at least 20 times. And Archer told you that Hunter would use these calls to send signals to his business partners to create the impression that his father was involved and helpful to his business, even if you're right, as, as there has been no establishment of any facts that Joe Biden did anything as vice president or president relatedly. But shouldn't President Biden have realized what Hunter was doing here, getting on the phone, talking speakerphone with his business associates? Did he at the, le- at the very least show a, a major lapse in judgment uh, and a blind spot with, with his son on, and how he handled this? Look, I I think that same witness uh, also made very clear that they never discussed business, uh, that Hunter Biden was trying to promote an illusion of access to his father for his own reasons. Uh, That's Hunter Biden. And you can make whatever judgment you want to make about whether that was appropriate or not. But the president saying hello to people when his son puts them on the phone is not at all doing anything to influence uh, any policy, to uh, use his position for uh, any nefarious purposes. And in fact, what we do know is that the only official action the president took related to Hunter Biden's business interests was detrimental to Hunter Biden's company business interest. It was detrimental to Burisma as Devin Archer, this new star witness for the Republicans said because the uh, Burisma had the corrupt prosecutor general quote, and I quote the witness, under control, and that that was a good thing for that prosecutor general to be uh, in office. And yet Joe Biden urged Ukraine, the Ukrainian government, to fire that prosecutor general. That's the only connection that President Biden had with any of Hunter's business dealings. All right, Congressman uh, Dan Goldman, thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate it. Thank you. Coming up, it's not all corn dogs and butter cows at the Iowa State Fair. There was also some trolling this year. We'll get into it with my panel next. My friend Donald Trump is arriving, and he and I share something in common. Neither of us do pretty well in a number two position. It's his decision whether he wants to get on the debate stage or not. you got to be willing to stand up and, and support the team. We have not taken any chances. We're way up in the polls in Iowa and all over the country. Welcome back to State of the Union. It's time for the Iowa State Fair. My panel joins me now to talk about it all. Uh, so uh, let's start with uh, the former Republican congressman. Uh, do you see any, any winners here? Are you excited about any of these candidates? I'm actually excited about someone we, we are not talking about very much, Tim Scott. Mm-hmm. He's got broad appeal. My uncle, who's a Democrat, he's like, if he's on the ticket, I will vote Republican for him. Mm-hmm. He just seems to be, to everyone, to me, who knows him personally, reasonable. 
He's just reasonable. He's always willing to step outside of the Republican box to solve a problem, and I appreciate that. You know him uh, from <laughs> South Carolina, and do you agree with that assessment? No, I do think that, that for many individuals, Tim Scott is someone who represents uh, what they want the Republican Party to be. Tim Scott is actually very, very conservative, and I, conservative. I don't think that people really give that a, a great deal of value. He has one of the most conservative voting records up there. Uh, but he does have to answer for the record back home in South Carolina and, and many of the failures and well-beings of the state of South Carolina. But, I, you know, all in all, he is a friend of mine, and he's somebody who uh, is, is at least palatable, palatable, is that the right word? Palatable <laughs> on the Republican palatable. side. He's better than, than, than a lot of these guys who are running. But at the end of the day, Jake, like many people know, this race is Donald Trump's alone. And Trump's been uh, trolling a lot of the candidates uh, out there. Well, he's specifically trolling Ron DeSantis, which yeah. is the campaign that they spend most of their time on. Uh, Trump did go to the Iowa Fair. He was in the plane more than he was on the ground. I think he was, yeah, he was on the ground for, well, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's a, it's a long flight a long for, time. A, long yeah. flight for a, a short cakewalk. But, uh, <clears throat> but it, you know, the, the fair is like a narrative play, right? You want to show people you're trying to earn it. That's what DeSantis is trying to do. He's doing the fair. He was doing all the rides with his kids. He's trying to create this, uh, trying to finish the 99-county circuit. So they're really pushing the narrative that he's trying to earn the votes, whereas Trump is trying to push the narrative, and, and to some degree successfully so far, that everybody else is just ants under my boot. I mean, that's how he's trying to portray the race, and I suspect that's how he's going to view the debate coming up, which doesn't sound like he's going to be able to participate in, is why would I participate in a debate with a bunch of people who aren't you know, within spitting distance of me right now? Do you think Donald Trump should participate in the debate? I do, Jake, and just as I believe that the current president, President Biden, should participate in debates as well. With Robert well, Kennedy Jr. and yes, uh, Marianne Williamson. Marianne Williamson, and I know that Dr. Cornel West is running the Green Party, but yeah, just go ahead and throw Dr. West in there too. Both of the front runners just seem to have this attitude as if it's us and the American people do not have a say, they do not have a choice, and so we're not going to give audience to the other peasants. And we're tired uh, below of being us. taken that's, for granted. That's, that's what it Earn is. Earn the vote, right? Earn the vote. And as far as the Republicans, I mean, bad news bears. <laughs> Uh, uh, t Senator Tim Scott notwithstanding, I mean, this man has said that racism doesn't, anti-blackness does not exist in America. So I got a problem with that. I agree with uh, Brother Bakari in that he's somewhat palatable, but any self-righteous black man alive today that would say that anti-black racism does not exist in America needs to go see a specialist. But to the, to the point of Donald Trump participating in the debate, why? Like, what, what value, inherent political value is there when you're beating everybody by 40 points to sit up there and just get bludgeoned by Chris Christie and, and everybody else. Now, we do know, we've seen, we've seen Ron DeSantis debate twice. He, he debated when my, he ran for governor. He debated my friend Andrew Gillum and got destroyed in that debate. I don't and know he, about that. I was the moderator of that. I don't know that he got destroyed, but anyway, keep going. Uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he got so destroyed that he won the race. And then he got so destroyed that he won by 20 points for re-election. First of all, know, first of all me, me and you both could have beat Charlie Crist, okay? Yes. But, but he actually did not perform well in that Charlie Crist debate either. So what I'm trying to say is Ron DeSantis is not going to be a good debater. No. When he's on that de debate stage with others, uh, even if Will Hurd makes the debate stage, Will Hurd is a brilliant man. If he makes the debate stage, it's going to be very, very difficult for somebody like Ron DeSantis or Donald Trump if he's there to come out looking clean. I don't think people are ready for Will Hurd. I've worked with Will Hurd. I've seen him in hearings. He is, he, he's actually pretty, he's so smart. He's actually pretty so phenomenal. And he can get, I don't, 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 I don't,
Well, with, and, but, and, and, make, and make people understand and feel it. That's the whole, he's a great communicator. But with former President Donald Trump on the stage, like he has nothing to lose, but he's treating them like, like peasants, as I said. But he's a street fighter. I mean, the man flew into Iowa during yeah. the fair side chat. With, uh, you know, he, he took all the oxygen out of the room, as you laid yeah. out, Scott. He barely walked the grounds. And then during the fair side chat that DeSantis was having with the governor, he had a, 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 a plane was flying by saying, be more likable, Ron. I mean, they're, they're not ready for the show that Donald J. Trump can put together, smart or not, because this is not about being smart. No, this he's is great about, at insulting but this, people. This is about the theater. Yeah. I mean, he's this great, is he, about the theater. He's great at just, insulting people yeah. and making it stick. The yeah. like, be more likable thing is an allusion to a story in which uh, Ron DeSantis uh, was being prepared for a debate. I think, in fact, uh, yeah. the Gillum debate, and somebody had told him, be more likable. <laughs> um, I don't know that you support uh, DeSantis, but I do sense some hopes for his campaign from you, if, the, if that's uh, okay to, to characterize. Do you think he's succeeding at being more likable? <laughs> I mean, no, no one of the non-Trump candidates is succeeding at consolidating the non-Trump half of the Republican Party. I mean, that's his main problem is the fragmentation. You've got all these people out there. None have, some have come, but none have gone yet. And until that happens, I don't know how any of them, whether it's DeSantis or Tim Scott or anybody else, are going to get near Donald Trump. If you look at all the surveys nationally, he's at 50 or just above. Even in Iowa, where I think DeSantis is better than he is in the national polls, Trump's still well over 40 percent in the surveys right now, which is more than enough to win the race. I mean, yeah. 200, 215,000 votes in this thing, and he's already sitting but, at 40 percent of it. It's hard to imagine the fragmentation doing anything other than putting an anvil on the head of the rest of the field. So I, I just want to change the subject for one second to, to Hunter Biden, because we had a Democratic uh, Minnesota Congressman Dean Phillips on the show on the lead on Friday. Uh, and he, he is somebody who's out there saying, uh, that there should be a primary challenge to President Biden uh, and, and expressing concerns about Biden in 2024. Uh, and here's what he had to say uh, about the special counsel being appointed. I think it's fairly clear that Hunter Biden, a former addict, uh, this is um, unsavory, uh, probably unethical and possibly illegal. Some of what he did, we will find out. I don't think it touches the president, but we all know what kind of an era we live in. You know, it's not what's real. It's how people feel. Do you share that concern? Yeah, I do. I mean, there's a false equivalency that some Republicans are trying to draw. There's a difference between the former President Trump being indicted. So many times I've lost count now. And Hunter. <laughs> Three, soon to be four, potentially. Soon to be four. <laughs> Just to help you out. <laughs> Thank you. I Not including that a superseding day. indictment. But okay, and keep then, going. And Sorry. then Hunter Biden, the son of right. the current president, former it's Vice President. It's not equivalent. So it's not an equivalency. That, now let the investigation take place. If there's something there, then let's have at it. But until then. That, the, but that's Repu the difference between Democrats and, uh, and our Republican colleagues. If Hunter Biden committed a crime, hold him accountable. That's right. You don't have any That's Democrats it. running around saying, oh, my God, let's let him walk free. Sure, I mean, sure you do. That's exactly what the Biden ju Justice Department wanted to do by giving him a, a no, sweetheart immunity a, deal. They, no, they literally, literally said, let's let him walk a, free. You, li you just saw Merrick Garland say we're going to have a special counsel. There are charges. The reason you have a special counsel, to be extremely clear, is that you're going to take this case to trial outside of your district. That's why you need that role. That's why you need that jurisdiction. So, look. But let the investigation play Sorry. out. That's fine with me. I love you. Me I take too. issue with that because you, out of everyone, knows that I have held the former president Donald True. Trump okay, accountable. Fair. Yeah. And that I'm fair. The only issue, the biggest issue I have with the president, the current president, is that this was happening in his family. It's like the, it's like the Biden crime family. 
$20 million because, and this didn't happen, Hunter Biden wasn't given this money because of his good judgment. Mm. He was given this money because his father, because of who his father yeah. you, just, you, to, just, was. To, just to it's uh, not, it's put to the 20, allow just, that to happen. That was like the $20 million. Dollars, unethical. I, just, 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 that's according to the House Oversight Committee, and that's uh, Biden family members and, uh, and associates. Just to, uh, I'm not excusing it, but I'm just saying associates. But you don't, but you don't put, you don't pay the vice president, now president's family, $20 million so he can hop on the phone and get, give you the weather. I mean, I'm sorry, look, that I, no one believes but, that. But I mean, you, again, it's, what we're doing is we are attempting, and I don't, I don't appreciate uh, Dean Phillips. He was decently self-serving, and he referred to the president's son as an addict. We all have family members. That's right. We all have family members who've been crushed either by yeah. crack, if you're black and coming from a certain generation, or opioids, as we see going right. on now. So uh, let, let's yeah, first, that's, that's one thing. And he needs to go get, get a check or, or get checked in because that's, that's not fair. Yeah. That's first. Second, I mean, we just saw Donald Trump's family. We just saw them grift their way through Washington, D.C., from hotel deals to Ivanka and Donald Trump Jr.'s wealth blowing up exponentially and Jared Kushner. Yes, sir. And we have not... $2 billion for the... Uh, we have not simply <laughs> held them to the same we standard. We have not. Jake, and, we're treating what, no. it as if this is going to be... We're all talking as yeah. if this is going to be Trump versus Biden, who's worth. I mean, there's so many other people in this picture. I'm holding these two issues completely separately. I'm, I used to be a member of Congress. Yeah, I used thank to be a member of I have to. I, the, thank you. Part of the problem is the American people are being lost in all of this. Yes. And that's my Indeed. Concern. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. The world lost two beautiful voices in Ukraine this week. Christina Spitsina, Spitsina age 21, and Svetlana Simekina, age 19. Uh, these two young women, musicians, had just finished performing a street concert for residents of Zaporizhia, Ukraine, Wednesday, when they were killed by a Russian missile strike. This is the last song that we know they played before they were killed by Putin's forces. Nineteen and twenty-one, and just today, an infant and a twelve-year-old boy were killed after a Russian attack in the Kherson region of Ukraine. Thanks for spending your Sunday morning with us. Fareed Zakaria GPS starts next. Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Now streaming exclusively on Max. A new CNN flash talk about the album that has Nashville talking. Call Me Country. Beyonce and Nashville's Renaissance. Watch it at max.com slash call me country. Max subscription required.